this is not another one of those cast pod thingies, <laughs> is it? Tajan's man, I yeah, know it. I know it. Yeah, too, I know man. it too. I really do. Yo, yo, welcome to the first Taz Yarns. Yep, as you can hear, this is Taz, no as. Uh, the old, this is a bit of an offshoot from the old Yarns with Az and Taz. Uh, we finished up that, so I'm going to move down this path. But pretty much I'm going to go along the same lines of what we were doing. We're going to do fishing, spearing, camping, outdoors, hunting, farming, music, musicians, sport, uh, especially NRL players. I've got a few friends there. Motocross. Oh, just anything that gets your fucking motor running. How about that? Today's episode is uh, actually, if you ever listen in the background, this is a song of mine called uh, from Dead Sets called We Will Rise. You can check it out on Spotify. The dude who actually produced it, I'm having a chat with him today. Um, and also, it is also co-produced by Apollo Grimes. So, thank you for switching over to Tajans and um. Here comes the first one, right at ya, right now. Nice as fuck. So, yeah. You were on the reef. Yeah, oh, the old fucking reef had a, yeah. Had to have a Red Bull and shit. See how we go. If it fucking, any time you feel like fucking I'm not up to spec, just say, fuck it, hey, you're a dickhead. Do this again. Cut this shit out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cut that that bit. (laughs) Oh, well, we might as well start it. Daniel motherfucking Newstead, how are you? Mate, I am good. All right. It's great to of, see you. I want to do a bit of background on uh, Daniel. He's a um, music producer, also a live artist. And as a live artist, I've never seen too many people who can play like fucking four instruments at once. Except like drummers, they sort of do it. But he also plays drums, keyboards, and fucking what else do you play at the same time? Uh, that tap pad, uh, yeah, drum machine, and you're Here also in order. Lots of pretty lights. <laughs> yeah, you have to make. It sing. looks like I'm doing a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I've done a lot of stuff. <laughs> bit of singing. You're a try to sing. Yeah, try. Uh, you just like mm-hmm. me. No, you actually way better. <laughs> uh, you're also an audio technician, and you teach audio at a tech. And I used to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back when we, when I used to record with you, that's what you did. And also, we might go into a little bit NFT programmer. I, I could say non fungible tokens. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. <laughs> it's sure, way. why not? Yeah, we'll you want to buy that. some? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll be selling this actual um, picture. I'm going to take a screenshot. We'll sell that today. That's um, five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> There we go. We can get it from me for four eighty. <laughs> I pressed record. You didn't. <laughs> and also, I'd like to say thank you to you just for helping me set all this Zoom stuff up because I've got no idea how Zoom worked, and um, I've got a, a few interfaces and programs and stuff, and got a hold of Daniel, and he's like, "Oh, this is how we do it," and I'm like, "Okay, thank you," and. Yeah, like five minutes. Well, it wasn't that easy, actually. Hey, what was it? About an hour and a half? 
Oh, yeah, interface. Works, works, yeah. And sometimes it all just wants to work. Like today, it's all working. <laughs> so, Daniel, <laughs> you're a Brisbane yeah. man. I am you? now. Yeah, Brisbane Vegas. How long mm. have you been in Brisbane for? I think 13 years, maybe. Yep. Around about that, 13, 14 years. Crazy. Yeah. And so I'm pretty much again. a Queenslander now. Queenslander. Yeah. Won't bring that oh, up. I love it here. <laughs> We're a bit sore at the moment, the old Queenslanders from the origin, but uh, we'll get back. Oh, I missed uh, that. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm not a Queenslander anymore. No, you're not. <laughs> so yeah. whereabouts were you born and stuff like that? Uh, Southern Highlands, New South Wales. Yeah. It's kind of halfway between Sydney and Canberra. Yep. Um, Blue Mountains. And is that up in the, it kind of looks like the Blue Mountains, but it's a bit closer to Canberra. Yeah. So the green up from Wollongong. <laughs> you know, Wollongong. Yep. Um, Actually, I haven't been any further yeah. south than Sydney. I've been to Melbourne yeah. and stuff, but actually traveled south without being yeah. on a plane that way. So, no. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cold down there. It's up in the mountains. Yeah. If you've seen the movie Babe, remember back in the 90s, that movie Babe? Yeah, they the killed pig. 150 pigs to make one yeah. movie. That was near my house. <laughs> was it? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, they filmed it near well, there. <laughs> had a fair bit of bacon and pork. <laughs> 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 Love my bacon. <laughs> well, what age did you start getting yeah. into music and stuff? Um, I started, my parents got me a keyboard when I was maybe five or six, little Casio thing. And yeah, um, yeah I just started mucking around with that. And um, my grandma lived next door. She had a piano and I used yeah. to, you know, play on that. It was actually a piano. Or a stand-up one. Stand-up one. You know the pianolas that play themselves? Oh, yeah. You yep. just got to pedal them. So I used <laughs> to get on the floor and pedal it and, yeah, listen to that play. Big, and then... Uh, grandma yeah. had huge calves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I ended up inheriting that. And then, yeah, I started learning piano when I was 11. Yep. I can remember uh, yeah. What else? What other instruments can you play? Uh, it's everything. <laughs> from there, I like I've learned piano all the way through high, uh, primary school, high school, and then after high school. Uh, but yeah, during high school, I started playing a bit of guitar. Yeah. Getting into Nirvana and all this kind of stuff, you know, just your you chords and all that. Did you have long hair? I didn't. I did later though. When I became a hippie, <laughs> that was later. That was a different part of, part of my life. <laughs> Hang on, I'm losing the screen here. I'm gonna bring this down. If if no one knows, we're actually sitting here. We've both got the same screen, but yours is in reverse. <laughs> we're at a beach, oh, no. and the waves are actually crashing into each other. <laughs> and there's What's coconut the trees just growing from the sand. It's like the tides come in on a sand K. <laughs> I'm losing you, man. <laughs> uh, before all this, I actually had a, a chat with Daniel and I said, oh, mate, I went out the reef today. I'm, I'm really fucked. I'm going to have to have a Red Bull to uh, rezone myself for this podcast. 
because anyone who does a lot of fishing at the reef, the sun, getting up early, doing a lot of movement in the boat, spearing, and yeah, takes it out of you. But I'm here. What's going on, mate? Mate, something's going on my computer. Here we go. All right. Tell me not to move. Don't move. There you are. I'll fix that. Well, you want me to tell you how to fix it? <laughs> I couldn't, get, I couldn't fix mine for an hour and a half the other day. <laughs> oh, Zoom, see? Oh, that's better. Zoom. All right. Where were we? Sorry about that. Uh, um, how many instruments you can play, I think it was? I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I play. So, yeah, during high school, I learned guitar and then picked up drums as well. So, yeah. soft self-taught guitar and drums and i was doing a bit of djing too so they're the main things i play mostly piano keyboard drums but i can do some guitar and bass and yeah i got into a bit of singing later on yep yeah so do my daughter's actually playing uh piano at the moment do you think that's the first one most kids should learn before they pick up any other instrument I think it's probably the best in terms of understanding music uh, and, yeah, also coordination. Yep. Because you do use your feet a little bit. Yep. Um, guitar, I probably wouldn't recommend guitar just because it it hurts when you first start. Yep. Whereas piano doesn't. And piano is a lot easier to understand. It's all laid out in front of you so you can... Um, yeah, understand music theory better and yeah, it's easier to translate, easier to move on to other instruments. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah, because yeah. I um I remember when I first played, always always tell everyone when you buy a guitar, have a look at the, the string height and the bridge. Yeah. If that's not good, don't buy the fucking guitar because you'll learn in five minutes your fingers will get sore and you'll just roll it in the corner. The bug of this. Get the guitar and check the string height. <laughs> <laughs> or get someone who knows how to play guitar and have a look at the guitar before you buy it and say, yes, the string height's okay. My fingers aren't going to get as sore. That's as it. yeah. Because, yeah, that's murderous. <laughs> the old string. Oh, man, yeah, it is. Well, you can dip your fingers in, in glue <laughs> and then they go really hard and then you'll be sweet. <laughs> they actually do that. <laughs> I've heard of some people doing that. And I was like, that's a pretty good idea, actually. <laughs> but I don't reckon you... you would you feel the string? You wouldn't. Well, yeah, not as much. Yeah. That's the whole point, though, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. You, <laughs> when you play guitar, you get like a um, a corn sort of grows on the tip of your fingers, doesn't it? And it's, yeah. yeah. They go hard, harder. Yeah. Don't they? That's it. Mm. No, so, yeah, I'd probably, yeah, like getting on that. So, piano, then guitar, then... Fucking, then drums, <laughs> then. So yeah, when I when I was in primary school, I'd actually towards the end of primary school, I started discovering, I guess, popular music. You know, because before that, it was what my my parents were listening to, and yep. then I remember, um, my cousin gave me a Nirvana tape, um, Nirvana Live, and also somehow got the new Silverchair album, that Frog Stomp album. Yeah. And I was like, oh, right into guitars then. 
And then when I went into high school, I got right into metal. Yeah. Like uh, so I became a metal head. Either hip hop uh, or metal. <laughs> yeah, that's it, eh? It was, <laughs> when are we I was more on the, the metal and then the new metal. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and then and then towards the end of high school, then I started to get into electronic music. Yeah. And then because I started raving and DJing and stuff. And uh, so I kind of went through different phases. Disco Bickies, no. <laughs> disco what? Disco Bickies. <laughs> Gotta go see the DJ for the Disco Bickies. <laughs> no, it's a crazy world, that one, isn't it? Um, so when you're. Uh, yeah. So you went from that. And when did you start actually? Did you join any bands or anything like that? Yeah, like in high school, we we formed bands um, we, and we had Battle of the Bands and stuff like that. Yeah. And we would just do covers and, you know, pretty much just covers of everything. Yeah. Um, I think I maybe, I, I remember the first time I tried to write a song with a mate and, yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I just had no idea what to do. Yeah. And just, yeah, went back to playing covers. So yeah. you're like me now. <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with a bit of covers but, but covers yeah. get you out of trouble that's that's it anything like um, with covers are they you got someone to be compared with if you write your own you're compared to nobody that's right <laughs> this is how it goes mate that's how it is this is this is it <laughs> so now i just get compared to shit <laughs> <laughs> do the yeah. turn or the turn <laughs> So, so when did you start yeah. looking into being an audio technician and stuff like that? Actually, when I was in high school, um, I remember seeing like mixes and stuff like that in in the theater there. And that kind of excited me a bit. I was like, oh, what's this? All these, you know, all these buttons and stuff. Um, and I had another mate who had a brother who had all this like radio equipment, amplifiers and all this stuff just had lots of buttons and knobs and faders and that and that kind of sparked an interest but wasn't till later once i'd finished all my piano exams and all that um i moved to brisbane and then decided to study at tafe i studied audio production or music production yeah um and yeah that was just kind of a taste of yeah audio stuff um actually before then i actually remember getting a uh a pirated cd at a high school with all these different programs on it um and so it wasn't I anything to do with pro tools <laughs> oh fuck no can't get none of that pirate. <laughs> thank god i would have quit i reckon <laughs> have to bring that up later actually <laughs> actually it was um a program called Rebirth, which was before Reason. Yeah. I don't know if you know about that, but yeah, yeah no, it's basically we... just Rebirth is like all basically 303, 808. It's not really a door. Oh, it's basically an electronic music thing, you know. Yeah. And I kind of played around with that a bit, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. Hmm. And actually, so, I should go, actually go back to the drums. We didn't really, we, when you, didn't touch on the drums just actually mm. if a kid wants to learn to play the drums like what sort of um 
how do you think they should start to, or what sort of kit or how do you think they should learn to play the drums? Well, you should probably get a teacher. I think the one thing I regret is not getting a teacher. Yeah. In some, in some regards, because I got a lot of bad habits. Yeah. And I actually kind of learned the wrong way. I had a, I had a right-handed kit and I played open-handed on it. Yeah. I don't know if you, you know, you I usually see drummers cross-handed. Yeah. I'm the same as you. And I played <laughs> open-handed, which <laughs> is too. okay. That actually worked out later for something else I was doing. But um, yeah, I'd recommend getting a teacher. But also now, I mean, it's, I wish we had YouTube and all that back then. Yeah. It's incredible. There's, there's so much stuff on there. You could just follow some lessons on there probably. Yeah. So, you know. Because I'm left-handed and I played a right-handed kit and I played open. I'm pretty sure. It's yeah. It. So are you the same? Yeah. Like I'm left-footed, left-handed riding. But if yep. I've got like a cricket bat or something, yep. um, I will play right-handed. right-handed. Yeah. yeah. Same. I'm actually, weird. I'm right-footed and I bat, and bat right-handed and bowl left-handed. That sort of thing. Mm. So it's yeah. Being yeah, on a same. drum kit, it's just it's just what feels naturally. Do you think that's how it should be? You just play how you feel naturally, or I or think so. Yeah. Like later on, I later on I discovered there were some drummers, big drummers out there that are that are open handed. Yep. Um, and they yeah, they're weapons. How do you? Um, I just found it was hard for me to roll. From being open because mm. that, that was the biggest over. problem yeah that was the biggest problem and i'd never i've never been good at rolls Me i've never that. been good at toms so that kind of worked out well later because i when i if you want to get into this we can talk about the amiga child um setup yeah is like i just got rid of all the toms because i never used them yeah i pretty much got rid of the whole right side of the kit yeah and then put a keyboard there because yeah all i ever really did was play kick snare cymbals so, but in yeah. saying that when we first started in the band when i was in my band zilch mm. our drummer my bass player who's rick he is fairly well known around the area and he knows a lot about bands and stuff and he just told my drummer he said fuck all your toms off we're going to just play with a snare and a, yeah. and a fucking one tom and the kick and that's it and you, you gotta you gotta learn to play off that and then as you get better we'll chuck more toms in there and it actually yeah. it brought the brought the sound tighter and better and you just learned to play those instruments with with what you got and you learn to get yeah, more out I of think a lot a lot of drummers overplay too mm. when you're first starting out you know you just want to bust out rolls all the time <laughs> you know Double i've always drums. been a real simple drummer though not a great drummer but really simple and solid yeah you know and there's so much flashy. drumming there's so like being on the beat behind the beat in front of the beat there's so mm. many places you can be being a drummer like it's not just playing a beat there's so many different feels you can get out of playing one beat Oh, totally, yeah. And you can tell sometimes a drummer will just ruin an entire band, mm. you know, if they're just playing too quietly or 
they're sloppy. It's yeah. like the drummer needs to be just a weapon. Yeah, weapon. Just holding it all together. Yeah. Well, I, I, I say the mm. bass player and the drummer are probably the key people in a band. They're mm. the ones that actually you don't realize that are actually making the song where you've got your singer and your guitarist. They're just fills, really. They're just yeah, they're sprinkling yeah. it on top. Yeah, sprinkling <laughs> the, the, the uh, glitter on the turd. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That's your... <laughs> you can't polish a turd, but you can roll some glitter. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, they, um, if you can get a good rhythm section, that's like 80% of your band done. You're, you're, you're 80% on the way there. That's why I see it. And, that's and it. I swear People by that dance. as well. Yeah. So getting out of drums, because <laughs> I sort of sidetracked you there, <laughs> back into the, um, mm. into the tech side of things where you went to uh, uh, TAFE and you were halfway through TAFE and stuff changed. Yeah, so I... After I finished my piano exams, I moved from the Highlands to Brisbane with a band um, and worked a bit and then, yeah, decided to enrol in TAFE. And that was a year diploma of just basic audio stuff. And the goal was to, I always wanted to go to the conservatorium of music. And I was originally going to go for jazz piano. That's what I was going to work towards. But then I got sidetracked, got into the tech stuff, got right into recording my own band um and then yeah finished that diploma and then the goal was to get into the conservatorium in brizzy to do music technology yeah. i didn't even know that existed until i got up here and saw that um but yeah i knew i wanted to do that because i knew there'd be more opportunities to you know get jobs do various things yeah it's a it's yeah. a crazy world i didn't realize how big um that industry is with um yeah mm. side of things i've got some really good friends in that industry like greg jard i think we went we met that night we went out with him in brisbane oh, yeah yeah we met up mm. with you and um he does yeah. live audio yeah yeah he's live audio he does all the big bands yeah. around the world mm. and stuff and tool managers say yeah, he's he's a pretty rad dude but um yeah just he actually he was at a big day out and i got to go backstage or into the into the booth with him mm. while he was mixing and just watch all that how all that's done and just how big of a setup all that stuff is and how yeah i reckon that's if you that's the most under pressure someone could ever be <laughs> yeah it is it's <laughs> like quite the brain surgeon that. and that <laughs> pretty much it's it is the, yeah especially when there's a massive crowd you know oh everyone everything's on one you. cable can just like whoop. The whole stage is got no power. Yeah, and we've seen it <laughs> festivals. You've seen I've seen Mudvayne at a um big day out. They'll their sound went down and they walked off the stage. Like mm. and it's just yeah, all because of one little bloody probably glitch in the system. So yeah, it's, a, it's it's a high pressure and I I like watching people who can work under pressure. In those mm. in in those situations, especially watching Greg, he's just so laid back, and he's just got he's like a black belt in jujitsu. He's just got answers for answers, sort of yeah. thing. When something goes wrong, it's just like, oh, well, we'll just do this, and we'll just do that. It's just like it's just <laughs> yeah. like a big tree or a web of <laughs> stuff that he's 
just thrown out mentally just to fix the issue. And yeah, it's a bloody credit to all you audio techs how you can figure that shit out because I'm I'm a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Most of it is just like yeah, troubleshooting, finding problems really. Just yeah, following signal chains, finding problems. Yeah. We used to do those exercises in uni. Uh what are they? Those puzzles, logical puzzles or something, or problem solving puzzles. Oh yep, yeah. All right. But yeah, that's all it is really, but it is stressful. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't really like the live audio stuff. I did a bit of that. But yeah. Oh, and every because the thing is you can make a band sound awesome the one night before then a different venue and you can't get a good sound out of that venue. That venue's just killed that band sort of thing yeah I found, it, <clears throat> I found when we yeah. did a gig at the shire hall in innisfale mm. best looking venue in the world but if you don't play if you sit back on the stage uh if you actually well, i think it's forward of course it's a big round domey roof mm. get all the echoes it sounds like you're just talking there and you can boost your volume with just but if you actually um go through a mic that much echo, you get that much reverberation come back, that much feedback, you sound like absolute shit. So we had to figure yeah. out the venue. We had to push the band back inside behind the curtains and half hide ourselves behind the curtains to stop all the the feedback, yeah. all the reverb. It's probably not made for live bands, is it? No, but they've got about a yeah. $250,000 line array system in there. So Oof. Okay. <laughs> And they've got a Steinway in there, about 250 grand worth Steinway. Oh, wow. Does anyone use that? Oh, I think they probably once a, once a, twi- or once a month or something, someone might come through and yeah. jump on it. But a funny story with that one, and I'm not going to name names because it's, oh, it's just <laughs> because it's Maybe part it of the council. <laughs> <laughs> um, I heard that these people went in and they said, oh, they're talking about, hey, let's have a look at this $250,000 piano. And they pulled it out. It's got a padded room and it rolls in all these things. And we, we not we, these people, <laughs> opened the doors. <laughs> opened the doors and they pulled it out. And they went to open it. But how they open, you know, how a piano's got the, the book, keyboard cover, like the, and if you have the strip along the bottom, there's two of them. One that's just the where it goes down, and the other one's just actual part of the base. So they tried to pull the actual whole lot of the base instead of just the cover, and they pulled like the. <laughs> the oh, it was on one of those bases with the extra wheels. So oh no, no, it's just like, you know when you have a your keyboard uh, when you cover the keys is like a a cover like the, a, a timber cover that goes over the keys when you want to shut it down. On a big yeah. grand piano. But they went to lift it up to have a look at the keys, but they reached too far under and actually grabbed the timber and pulled the timber off the thing instead of being part of. Oof. <laughs> so they probably caused a couple of well, thousands of dollars worth of damage. <laughs> so they, they yeah, just pushed it back in the room and, and snuck off. <laughs> 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 so fuck that. It's all right. No one, no one will play it for another six months anyway. <laughs> actually, I've got a film clip called jack and jill on youtube with uh i was watching that the other day were you oh yeah, yeah. You, you were the producer of that song 
I was. Yeah, <laughs> somehow I stumbled across it. I was watching it and yeah, thinking back. That at the start, if you watch that, so what type in Zilch Band One on YouTube, and at the start of it, the piano that is getting played in that, that's the $250,000 Steinway. Jeff's playing. Yeah. And I'm watching him play it. Because <laughs> the lady was he actually run. playing it or was he yeah. miming? <laughs> uh, he was playing it. He, was, he, nice. he actually, um, the, the lady the whole time was just watching us like the <laughs> Hawkeyes so we don't break it. <laughs> It was pretty funny. <laughs> but um oh well, so we should get into the, that part of things. That's how we met. Oh well, how did we meet? You remember that? Oh Dom. Yeah. Dom, who I went to uni with, uh gave me a call one day and just said, Hey, this Taz dude wants a producer to help work on his band's album. And then yeah, I was living in Kangaroo Point. In Brizzy, and then yeah, we started chatting. Yeah, so I think we our first album was done in Cairns at Pegasus Studios. Nigel Nigel Pegram, <coughs> he was actually the drummer out of Uriah Heap. He did their first album, and then then he got kicked oh, yeah. out of their band because he wasn't a, a heavy enough ba- drummer, I think, by the sounds of it. But um, too many yeah. roles. Too many roles <laughs> yeah, so he's just filling <laughs> But um, he's actually a really top bloke, and yeah, he did our first album, and it was like the difference between albums was so funny. Like our our first album was just pretty much sounded like us in a room playing songs and recording them. When mm. we stepped, then we then we thought, hey, we might see where what else we can do, and we'll we'll head down south. And how I met Dom was we were getting our when when you make an album. This is for people, not you. Daniel, <laughs> for the people listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> when you make an album, it's so funny. you got a producer and stuff like that, but then you send the album away to get mastered. And so mastered means pretty much just making the sound more vibrant and and just making everything a bit more blasty and plosive. Was that the way you explain it? Make sure every – it's not as relevant now to the album, I guess, but, yeah, make sure every song on the album – sounds similar same yeah. loudness same eq yeah. qualities but yeah basically in this decade make it as loud as you bloody yeah, brick wall everything don't they yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so that then we so we found dom and then i asked well was, he did that album i said dom do you know any producers in brisbane he's like oh i've got this one fella and, I, and then that's when I got in contact with you, and that's where we sort of our relationship bloomed. <laughs> so we I had a great time. It was uh, it was my first uh, job, I guess you could say, to fly to meet another band, yeah. and work with them. I was stoked. I was actually thinking about that today. I was like, poor bastard. We chucked him on a plane, flew him up. He thought, I'm going to hang out in sunny North Queensland. He got off the plane in Cairns. We drove down here and I got a pretty much a dungeon underneath my house and you were in that dungeon for three days and then we put you on a plane and fucked you off yeah. home. Pretty much, eh? Just sit in front of Pro Tools for three days. <laughs> yeah, so I said, yeah, so <laughs> I, set a, sweltering heat. <laughs> I set a studio up under my house and so it actually made a good sound. Not a bad room, that one, wasn't it? And it's, so yeah, we it set it cool. all up and um, yeah, we recorded everything in there and 
that's how we made our second album. Uh, I can't remember what it, did it have a name? Zilch EP two. <laughs> it was an EP, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah EP. So I we didn't really have enough. We never made enough EPs. What does EP stand for? I don't even know. Extended play, I think. Yep. When comparing to a single, yeah, and then LP long play, long play. So if you yeah. have like over eleven songs or something like that's LP, and before that, I think yeah, maybe an EP is like four or five. Yep, and then above that's album i guess but no one listens to albums now no and well the thing is you know like recording the recording side of things not saying that you're like this expensive human being but everything costs money so all bands are like mm-hmm. man we've got to save up we've got to do this and yeah and that's it's so hard just to scrounge that amount of funds together and get it all done within that three days and make sure you're happy with it isn't it? So you yeah. runs under a lot of pressure under those three days, and by the end of the three days, we're but you're probably happy to go home, and we're probably happy to see you to go home, and I'm probably happy <laughs> to see you all them fuck off home, and yeah, <laughs> you're pretty much that, of each other. Was it three days? Was it? I think it was like a Friday, Saturday, that? and a Sunday. Yeah. Wow, we smashed it out. That's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> and I reckon we would have done it about probably two, but yeah, we sort of fart assed around and tried to clean some stuff up. Yeah. Did we do your vocals later or we did them there? Uh, Must have. No, we did them there, yeah. On yeah. that one. Yeah. That was good. I remember working. It was kind of the first time I was given a bit of control, like not to, to you know, not taking control, but to work with a band and go and just figure out what everyone, what their job was and try and you know, make them do it better. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah, because no, most of the time I work with one person, solo artist or whatever. But yeah, this was fun. Yeah, and it's also <clears throat> for us, it was just good to have an outside influence and someone that's actually been there, done that, seen it all, and could throw their two bob in. And it's worth listening to the two bob. That's the main thing. The two well, bob, yeah, it was most of the time is not worth listening to if it's shit. Well, I was happy that you guys will would listen to me i guess <laughs> a lot of bands it's weird like a lot of bands seem to be harder to work with than just single artists solo artists yeah for some there's, reason i don't know because there's so many different visions i guess you know yeah and trying although you're kind of the leader who was the leader of zilt yeah. who was the yeah it was me <laughs> I was the driver. That. I don't know if I was the leader, <laughs> but I was the driver. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm. I, well, I probably did 80% of the work, and all the boys, if they're listening, go fuck yourselves because I did. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> they, I'm sure they have different stories. <laughs> yeah, they won't have a different story. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, they, they're all good boys. Mm. I still get along with them all. Don't see them that often anymore. I actually. Uh, it was only Jeff lives in Innisfail still. The rest of the other two have moved away. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Um, Rick lives in Townsville and Brock lives in Atherton or Mariba or somewhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But um, actually, it's good to catch up with them every now and then, have a, have a good old powwow over the good old days. <laughs> Didn't you do a podcast with them? Don't yeah, you? I did one like, maybe a couple of years ago or something. Yeah, I did it on my older. 
podcast called Dead Set 4860. I don't even know if it's mm. available anymore, but mm. yeah, so I did one with them. I should actually get them on Tajans now and, and rehash some crap. <laughs> yeah, do it. <laughs> so this is funny. the first podcast from your Yes, name. it is. It's mm. the first podcast. It's actually, I, to, to be honest, I don't know when this is going to come out, but I did my last podcast with as last night and yeah it was it, was, it actually oh, got a little yeah. bit emotional we actually got a bit yeah we were on the piss and <laughs> <laughs> look out and at the end of it we're like oh as has got tears in his eyes i'm welling up so yeah it was it was pretty pretty emotional but um yeah we got through it and yeah so he's, he's definitely coming back on here to have chats when he gets spare time it's just that he's he's a bloody youtube sensation at the moment so yeah, he's traveling everywhere, left, right, and center. So he's left little old me on my own. So I thought, well, I'll go out on my own. So that's that's where we're at. But why not? Let's keep. I'll just keep pumping them out, eh? Hopefully, all do the- you get? Who else do you get on your? Who are you going to get on your podcast? Is it lot, lots of local people? Um, yeah, I've you actually probably got everyone. Yeah, well, actually, I've, I've, I've this week I've I've thrown out a few few uh, messages. I I can't lock anyone in but a lot of people said yeah they're really really keen so got some nrl stars and stuff like that going to come on and so oh, cool yeah and some old uh well-known rappers from north queensland and who are some uh actual i've got two what do they call it when you're on telly and you're on a real show what are they called <laughs> reality tv <laughs> reality tv stars i've got <laughs> Two of those coming on, three. Oh maybe. wow! Yeah, three. Which which reality TV show? Um, I can't really disclose at the moment, just because. Okay. In case they have, they said okay. yes, but I just don't really want to put them in the mud in case it doesn't happen. But um, yeah, yeah, there's a couple there. So yeah, it's it's actually. I was so surprised. Everyone who asked said yes. I'm like shit. Podcast people actually like yeah. podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, shit, I've got to kick up my aim game. <laughs> so well, I don't know. Cool, man. That's good. So after, so we talked about Zilch and stuff like that and, and you record an album. Then after Zilch, I went out on my own and I went into, started my own uh, sort of side project. I was uh, in Dead Set. That was my own yeah. um, hip-hop act. And I got you as my producer to do that one as well. How many years after Zilch was that? Oh, I was pretty much nearly straight away, probably straight a year away. or so. Yeah, I just sort of walked out of that and straight into that one just to keep the ball rolling. And I thought while I have all the good contacts and stuff like that and and don't really lose the ring rust pretty much, so yeah. you step out of the game a bit, it's just game over, isn't it? <laughs> you just get very rusty very quick, so thought i'd keep going that's it but um and so you had another producer on this as well didn't you or you had yeah i had a a polo grimes he did a couple of songs on there and we uh uh you and him collab together a bit and Mm. a couple of songs so co-produced a couple of songs on the on the ep so i was really happy with that that ep like it's it was probably better than what i thought i could make and i don't know and if you want to listen to that on Spotify, it's Dead Set. 
and just have a look for a kid riding a tricycle. I love that the, picture. Yeah, with an old, I love that old picture. TV so on his head. <laughs> so, yeah, did you get that custom school. made or did you find Yeah, mm. I actually got a, a mate in Cairns. Uh, he, um, he, yeah, he photoshopped it all and um, put the TV on the kid's head. I sort of explained to him what I wanted and how I wanted it done. And he just pretty much, yeah, got the old photo of the kid on a tricycle. You know, the old photos where they got the gray, the stonewashed wall behind them. They're in like a studio where everyone mm. used to get their photos done in the olden days. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's on a tricycle <laughs> one of them. those rooms and then he's just got an old TV on his head. <laughs> it's called Dead Set. That's mad. Yeah. That's it, mate. So that's how that all come together. I love it. Phil, his name is Phil from Fish Creative. I'm pretty sure. So check Fish Creative out if he's still around. Bloody good dude. But um, yeah. So we ended up. Uh, you flew down to me that time. Yeah. So I I contacted you first, and we went over all the songs. I wrote the songs, got the beats, wrote the songs. Once I thought I had them down pat, then I flew down to you and. Yeah, we recorded at your studio. Yeah, I had the new studio in the valley then. Yeah. So I don't have any more, but that was cool. We had a little booth. Did all your vox. That was mainly for your vocals, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, pretty I'm much the vocals. That. I think all the beats were done. So I just had mm. to practice on them, practice a fair bit. And then by the time we got down there, we pretty much rearranged them and did them all over again, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you got down there uh, like i hey, did the vocals no this is actually <laughs> shit <laughs> daniel did all the vocals and I, now i just lip sync <laughs> how so, did we do who was that um girl who was on there we had greta Lexi. but greta yeah, Lexi, and, uh, yeah no, she greta was, was on this one greta actually we have to bring greta oh, up that's she, was right. on the, she was on the first zilch on the second zilch album and now greta's like you're here on triple j all the time now She's yeah, a pretty I big remember recording ah, her in your basement. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's a top chick, Greta. Yeah, she mm. she um Greta Stanley, so check her out. She's on yeah, on all the Spotify's and stuff like that. And she gets played on Triple J every day. So yeah, especially a song named Kick, mm. I think's going really well. So yeah, check her out. But um on my dead set, we had uh um Alexi Kovacic. Alexi. And yeah, <clears throat> she's a weapon. She's got some pipes. And mm. she, I've never had someone who I could just say hummer hummer a beat or a um or just a harmony and say this is how I want these are the words, this is how I want it done. And boom, she does it straight away. I'm like yeah. out of everyone I've ever used, it's usually 10, 30 gays, and then you're like, oh, it's sort of close. She's like, bam, got it first time, exactly how I wanted it in my head. I'm like, fuck, she's good. I couldn't get yeah. over how good she was. Very powerful. Yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, she's got. I think you recorded the, her at your place, didn't you? And then you used yeah. to see the stems. Yeah, so. That's right. And me learning all that at the time is very hard. Because. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a banana farmer, if no one knows, and I'm not very computer <laughs> orientated. So for me to uh, record something, send it as a they call it a stem. So when you record someone's voice, you put it into like a little file and send it down south, and then Daniel gets it the next day, and he's like, "Shit, that's okay. No, not really. Get him to do it again. Oh shit, you yeah. muted it. You need to export it again." <laughs> And then I had to send so like a lot of them. So and then they weren't all lining up. And you're like, "What are you doing here? I'm spending hours just fixing your fuck ups." 
<laughs> auto tune this, line this. <laughs> I don't think any auto tune was used nah. by my vocals, but everyone else, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Hey, but a uh, funny story about that one. I actually mentioned to you the other night. <laughs> I didn't even realize this happened. I, was, I think I was just like, yeah, he's gone. So before I flew down <laughs> for the for the um the recording of Dead Set with you, my whole family got a stomach bug, and I was like, "Yes, I got out of there. I didn't get it. How good's this?" I'm going down to Brisbane. I was down there for two days. I was like. I think it was a Friday, Saturday. I might have flew home Sunday. I might have been just a Saturday. I, so, Saturday. Yeah. I can't remember. And anyway, and it was the last hour of recording, and I had to get to the airport within a couple of hours and get on the plane. And I'm sitting in the in the recording studio, and we we're just finishing everything up. And I said to Daniel, "I don't feel good, eh?" And you're like, "Why?" And I was, "Oh, no, I just don't feel good. I, I'll be right." Anyway, so I get in the taxi, left, get in the taxi. Get to, by the time we got to the airport, I was just in the toilet. Just, everything's coming out of every end. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and then I hear my name getting called on the bloody radio to get to me pla- on the voiceover to get to the plane. So I ran to the plane <laughs> and I sweat coming out of me everywhere. And then I got on the plane and I looked to the follower beside me. I said, man... I don't feel good, so I apologize in advance. I'm really, really sick. And it, the funny thing was it was right when Ebola was hitting the world. So you could just see like the, it wasn't COVID time. <laughs> you could just see the <laughs> terror in his face. He just looked at me like, you've got Ebola, motherfucker, and I'm going to die. <laughs> so I was like, sort of explain, man, I don't have Ebola. I haven't been anywhere near those places. I'll just really really sick and he's just like i said as soon as we take off mate i'll go over to these other seats and then he was so excited that i was going to hit these other seats but i couldn't even make it to those seats i ended up sitting on that plane for two hours so an hour and a half at least i was in the toilet throwing up and pooping up and it's the first time i've ever been on done been on a plane and i just thought if this plane goes down fuck how awesome is that because <laughs> you know what you're <laughs> that sick <laughs> come on <laughs> so so yeah all that was happening on the plane and then but what happens is because i live in innisfail i had to drive another hour and a half from the airport to innisfail once i got off the plane sick as a dog still so i think i broke the world record of getting from cairns to innisfail that night <laughs> it was like 40 <laughs> minutes i just wanted to get home how long does it take you <laughs> usually an hour and a half so it took me 40 that night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, oh. I was in no room for anything. <laughs> Maybe I should clean my microphones, I think. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, it was probably <laughs> definitely you. <laughs> oh. so getting um, back to you. Fuck me. <laughs> this is about yeah, you. Mate, what this is podcast this? is about you. <laughs> Telling all my stories. <laughs> But um, so playing as Amiga Child, where was where's the name Amiga Child come from? Um, weird, weird story. Uh, when I was living in Sydney, just left high school, and yeah, we, I spent six months in, living in Sydney, partying, going hard with my mates. 
and then was partying one night so hard. Like I used to work in this club um, in Sydney and I'd come home at like 3 a.m. So I came home, kept partying, and then my mate had passed out. I kept partying through the night. It was by myself in the lounge room <laughs> playing video games. Rocking out. And uh, he just wakes up out of nowhere and just gets up and looks at me. He's just completely munted and just goes, I am the Amiga child, <laughs> the child of the Amiga. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then he just like passed out. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, well, it comes from from that time. <laughs> so it doesn't mean anything at all. It's just a, so you stole a your random name. And I didn't even know where he got that from. He nicknamed himself and you stole it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to just call my project. Because I started Amiga Chop Productions and all yeah. this. And, but yeah, but eventually I just used that name as to release music under that name. So yeah. <laughs> Probably didn't tell that story very well, but that's no, the truth. That's what <laughs> that's, that's, there is no meaning to it. But over the years, it kind of developed a bit of meaning. I thought know. it might have been because you eat a lot of fish, you get Omega 3s. <laughs> oh, come on. That fish would <laughs> fresh fish too, go. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Oh, yeah, that was. No, that's pretty crazy. And what about um? I wanted to ask you this thing because I did it with you, and I I see it in two lights: like buying beats and people who make beats and stuff like that. Um, mm. when it comes down to the value, when it goes into like in the eyes of APRA and stuff like that. I see the way I used to see it, and I have changed my views a bit, but when I used to see it was I've asked you to, or I've bought a beat off you, I've asked you to make this beat, mm. I've paid you for this beat, and then, then when I go to put it on my album, I still mm. have to give you 50% of the royalties from because you made the beat. And stuff like that. And then I, mm. as an artist back then, was, hey, I paid for this beat. Why do I have to still give him 50% of the royalties? And the way I used to view it was, it used to have, a, a, like, an artist. They put their painting up for sale. It's not theirs anymore. Once you buy it, it's, it's yours. And I sort of viewed it that way. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's... It's hard to, it depends on the the circumstances, I guess. There's like when you buy beats online, you can buy them, you can buy a beat for 20 bucks or whatever, but you know, a hundred other people can buy that beat. Um, or you can buy an exclusive beat that as far as I know, some people may have already downloaded that or maybe it's just up for sale for once for a bigger fee. And then you get that and you own it. And then beyond that, then there's other tiers, I guess you could say. You get someone to make a beat for you that is custom and they have no say in producing the song for you. Yep. And then, you know, which, so you, same thing, you own that beat, you, you bought it. 
And then above that, then it's like, okay, if you work with a producer on an album who's technically making beats, this is a hip hop term, I guess, but really it's just the entire music backing. You know, it's more than yep. just a beat. Um, so yeah, then there's that next level of working with a producer who is actually helping you shape a song. I guess that's when it's kind of like, okay, then it's collaboration. Yeah. Even though you're paying someone to do that. Yeah. Um, but it depends. It's not a clear cut law or, or anything. It's negotiated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's worth collaborating with someone, another producer, if you're a rapper, for instance. Yeah. Because a lot of rappers aren't musical. Like they don't play musical instruments. So it's good to have someone else to help you craft a song. And I still kind of go off the the um, sort of 50-50 or, um, you know, maybe the producer gets 25%. Yeah. You know, if they've helped write the song. Um, but let's face it, to be honest, as far as like Spotify payments and stuff like that, there's no, there's not a lot of money. There. <laughs> there's no payments. <laughs> no, but where there could be money is if it gets synced or something, you know? Yeah. Into like a, an ad, an ad or something. Yeah. Like. Which could potentially be quite a lot of money or gets put on TV with some other ads or yeah. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just negotiated um yeah one on, on an individual basis it's a but, real uh, real hard one isn't it it's mm. it's sort of yeah it, it took me a while to like get my head around all that and i was like but i'm paying for it what 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 are they saying they own it still mm. and and i had this issue with the first song in the um my first album with zilch i actually i said to the boys well stuff it I've written this song at home on my couch. No one's helped. So mm. I'm going to pay for all the recording. I'm going to pay for everything and whatever comes from it, it's all me. If you just want to be a part of it, if we play live, you take a share of the live earnings. But yeah, that, song's, that song's mine because everything was produced and paid for by me. And that's the way I sort of worked, worked around that to so say you mm. don't get any kickback or feedback or anything bad happens from doing that recording or that song so well i kind of like before i start working with an artist who like a solo artist i'll generally get them to come to me with a song a complete song and that to me is it's got the chorus the verse all the melodies sorted and there's a chord progression behind it yeah if I have to come up with the chord progression and help them do that, then I'm getting songwriting royalties. Yeah. But if they come to me with like a guitar and the whole song written, then yeah. they just pay for the production. But yeah. if there's, you know, musical decisions made along the way, then there has to be negotiation for yeah for songwriting. That's fully understandable. But I mean, you know, I think in 10 years there'll be... Everyone does it from their bedroom or from their mobile phone. Well, everyone's already doing it themselves, you know what I mean? And who knows? AI Bloody YouTube over and write everything for you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what that was my next question, actually. Your thoughts on the um, music in the future, where do you think it's heading and what's going to happen with it? 
I still think people will like create music and play instruments and all that kind of stuff. But I think there'll be some other avenues that emerge, you know, like when, you know, before the electronic music instruments started coming out, like, I mean, popular ones like 808s and 303s and all these synthesizers and stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a school of people who would just play, um, you know, acoustic instruments yeah. or whatever. And then all this electronic gear come along and drum machines and all that. And then that created a whole range of new music. Genre, yeah. Different genres, you know. So I reckon there's going to be another point. I don't know what it is. I think it's some kind of AI thing, but um, and that will completely change how people interact with music and also consume it. Yeah. And I think it's already happening a little bit because my job at the moment is to work. I work for a um, a software company that works in AI music. Um, there's lots of different projects in the company, but our biggest one is on Roblox. And basically it's Roblox is like a virtual world where kids run around and play games or whatever. Oh, but we have actually a music game in there. So they go in there, create music um, using sort of like a DJ setup. And then, you know, they feel like they're creating music. They're not learning an instrument like piano or something, yeah. but they're making songs. It's crazy. Um, it? So it's just the start of something a little bit different. It may not sound as good as, you know, a fully produced song, but it's still another new and interesting avenue and could have, you know, take over. And I also, also think people like, we progress through life, but then people get very historical. So they want to get back like bell bottoms will come back in in a couple of years and all this sort oh, of totally. shit. Like, and I think music, uh, gu- guitars and drums, it'll, there'll still be a place in the world for them because everyone's historical and wants to keep that sort of thing rolling. So it'll be just, yeah, like you said, mm. just hybrids of it, just popping up left, right, and sound in different ways to do it. I'm guessing. Yeah, that's it. My thoughts. Yeah. My crazy fantasy is one day we'll have a device like an earphone that you can plug in and it'll be connected to the neural lace in your head. You know what a neural lace yeah, is? Like a neural link. Yeah. yeah, like all that stuff. And then it'll be able to just stream music that you want to hear and it'll just create it in real time. Yeah. So it'll know what kind of music your brain reacts to and and what you like, and then it'll just start making it. (laughs) And it might interact with your surroundings or it might read your mood and go, I reckon you'd probably like this. This this will improve your mood or enhance what you're doing now. Fucking, I'm not putting this podcast (laughs) out. We're on to something now. I'm going to cancel this (laughs) podcast right now and let's keep this ball rolling on this, baby. (laughs) <laughs> I reckon what you're saying is pretty much like how much of a mood changer is music? Like it can change oh, it, so yeah. quickly. Everyone. And even if you, people that don't what listen to music, like I know people that just don't listen to music, but um, which is strange, but you know, they'll watch a movie and they don't realize that the music in that scene is making them cry. 
as well as the imagery. Yeah. You know? It's the combination. Mm. So score. It just it's a weird phenomenon that just can yeah. I, I've, change I've seen it. your brain. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Even just doing like a little bit of YouTube stuff and you add a bit of a the wrong music in the background how how much it can change it like make yeah. it make it like a fucking idiot or you look like a champion just with the different music that's <laughs> it. Like, it totally it's it sets the scene <laughs> so we so yeah, i don't know what's gonna happen yeah it's exciting it is exciting very like the advancement of all this stuff at the moment is just <laughs> phenomenal and it's just taking off but um mm. i don't know but so i t- i sent you this message today and i thought i'm gonna ask it to all me <laughs> podcasts <laughs> 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 i'm gonna ask this of you one one thing that we all could do to be a better cunt what is one thing what is one thing? Yeah, well, I better say it better. Okay. What is one thing we all could do to be a better cunt? I think the one thing you can do is to turn off your phone. Definitely. Yeah. And just go and do something in in the real world. Yeah. That's it. And that's the thing. <laughs> Roblox. Is that the real world? <laughs> and then go on Roblox later. <laughs> Oh, I watch my young fellow. I'm just trying to get him through that at the moment, getting him off. Is he on there? Is he? Yes, he lives on there. Yeah. So it used to be yeah. Fortnite. Now, for some reason, a game where you shoot, kill people, drop out of the sky is getting overtaken by walking through a mall and fucking high-fiving people or building <laughs> a house or something. Yeah. Like it's, it's, yeah. I thought, I thought that the growth would be the other way. Like you'd go from that. To Fortnite, <laughs> but it's like he's gotten softer and he's just doing this little game. But I think it's mm. just—they can be. It's like a whole big world, isn't it? It's just—that's the thing. Like the thing I noticed with, like the the job I have is basically I work for Splash on Roblox. Splash is the game, yeah. And people, I think it's the same on all of Roblox. That people have an avatar, yeah. They become someone. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. That's the attraction for the, like our top users is they're becoming these different people that are completely different to who they are. So we've got like some of our top players. There's this girl in India who's maybe 10 or something. And she's Muslim girl wears full burqa. Um, and she is like this crazy goth girl in the game and that's who she is. (laughs) Yeah, you know, because that's what she yeah. wants to be. I guess. Avatar, yeah. So they're just, yeah. It's like but, a second life, I guess. Yeah. Do you remember that game, Second Life? No, I don't. I, I think I played it once. It was weird, <laughs> but um, it's basically a Second Life for yeah. adults going there, like Legacy Larry. <laughs> Was- I never actually got to play that. I remember in primary school, I was like, who's got Leisure Suit Larry? Yeah, he's, it was like he'd go to the hall house and he'd root chicks, but all you see was him walking the door. It didn't see any action or anything. It was like, okay, he's getting it on. Oh, how bad is this? This is like 
2D 8-bit graphics, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, just a dude with <laughs> <and> legs. <laughs> oh. No. oh, well, mate, it's been awesome yeah. talking to you. Um, yeah, man. The tide's I'll coming back behind you. <laughs> it's like the tide's coming in, so I'll have to move soon. It is a bit of- yeah, that wave's about to hit me. I don't know if anyone knows what we're talking about. It's on. If you go on Zoom, you can pick like a beach in the background. <laughs> so we've both done it. <laughs> You're not putting the video up, eh? You just no. audio. <laughs> cool. Not with this head anyway. Look at it. Fucking hell. Needs a haircut. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> no. Well, mate, thanks for all you've done for me over the years as well. And and every time I like have any computer issues or or recording issues, um, you're the poor bastard I call. So I know. <laughs> You like shit. Put your number on private, so I answer. <laughs> so you know when I'm when I'm up to recording or doing something, you're like, "Fuck, Tony's calling. What's we'll he fucking want now?" <laughs> Just Google it, man. Just Google it. <laughs> but that's what I usually do. I don't want to annoy you, so I YouTube, and but then I go down such a big rabbit hole that I pretty much make it worse than better. <laughs> so all my settings and everything gets doubled and tripled. And... Yeah. Oh. We didn't really talk about Pro Tools and... I don't uh, want to talk about Pro Tools. You hate Pro Tools, don't you? That's all I use. Do you? Yeah, because that's that's why you're having problems, mate. (laughs) It's just because (laughs) that's what I bought and that's what I learned and you're not changing me. (laughs) I'm a one-trick pony, mate. (laughs) You need splash, mate. Splash in your life. (laughs) So if your kids, if you've got kids, get them on there to have a look at Roblox Check out Splash and then kick him out the fucking door and go and see a sunrise or something. That's about it or what? That's it. <laughs> sunrise man. or sunset? Totally. <laughs> but they got to go play Splash for a little bit. That's it. <laughs> Thanks well, for having me, man. Too it's easy. To uh, congratulations being the first one on Taz Yarns. Look at that. Fuck yeah. All right, buddy. See you later, eh? Tazzy. Too bro. All right. How do you reckon you went? No. (laughs) (laughs) Is it still recording? Still recording. Once again, thank you for moving over from Yarns with Az and Taz. And um, Taz Yarns all the way now. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast app and you won't miss a show. Thanks, Daniel Newstead. Check him out at Amiga Child on Insta. Podcast. I was really fucking vain in that podcast, but that's no excuses. I should still 
was my first one. I should have fucking went for it. I think I did, but I know we're going to nail it in the next one. So, listen up. Uh, I reckon I'm going to do them fortnightly. Okay, so I might release them on a Friday night fortnightly. We'll go from there. Alright, thanks everybody. Love you. And, um, keep your legs together. Tuuru. Oh shit, I think we might go out with Snake Charmer by Omega Child. Have a listen. Check it out on Spotify. Fuck, I love this song. If I was a Muay Thai fighter, I'd walk out to this. Fucking pumping. Bam! Tuuru again. <laughs> <laughs>